0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Isaiah prays for God's mercy and help for Jerusalem. The Lord acts for those who wait for him. We are the clay and he is our potter. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 63 on Simply the Bible.
0: In your opinion, what is the most powerful weapon known to man? Nuclear missiles? Cyber warfare? A biological agent? What about prayer? When facing great difficulties, we naturally think of what man can do. But do we consider what God can do? Isaiah knew that his nation was facing moral disintegration and physical destruction. So he prayed for God's mercy and help to overcome these great troubles that were on the horizon. We continue in Isaiah chapter 63, verse 15. Look down from heaven and see from your habitation, holy and glorious. Where are your zeal and your strength, the yearning of your heart and your mercies toward me? Are they restrained? Isaiah stands in the gap for his people. He prays for revival. He sees their plight and knows that they are guilty of sin. Nevertheless, he pleads for God's mercy and help. This is the way of transformation and blessing. These prayers are profitable in any generation because we are always in need of a renewed trust in the Lord. It's not enough to print on our currency that in God we trust. The divine dependency must be the fiber of our being. It must be our DNA. Isaiah prayed that God would look down from his holy heaven and take note of their plight. He becomes very personal in his prayer. Have you restrained your mercies toward me? He said, Isaiah had faithfully served the Lord, yet he knew that he was a sinner too. But would God continue to restrain his mercies toward him? Wouldn't God yearn for reconciliation with his chosen ones? Doubtless you are our father. Though Abraham was ignorant of us and Israel does not acknowledge us, you, O Lord, are our father. Our redeemer from everlasting is your name. Neither Abraham nor Jacob knew them because they weren't yet born when Abraham and Jacob were around. But God was their father. It is unusual that in the Old Testament, God is addressed as our father. But Isaiah understood that they were his children whom he loved, and he was their everlasting redeemer. Understanding that God is our heavenly father is essential to approaching him in the right way. This is why Jesus told us to begin our prayer by saying, Our Father which art in heaven. It is easy for me to come to God when I approach him as his beloved child. I know that he has redeemed me by the blood of Jesus because he loves me. O Lord, why have you made us stray from your ways and hardened our heart from your fear? Return for your servant's sake, the tribes of your inheritance. Your holy people have possessed it, but a little while. Our adversaries have trodden down your sanctuary. We have become like those of old, over whom you never ruled, those who were never called by your name. Now, did the Lord really make them stray? God would never tempt them to do evil. Earlier, Isaiah said, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. That's how it works. We are the ones that turn away. It's been said if God seems distant, guess who moved? But how hard it is for us to admit when we are wrong. It's so easy to blame others. We will even blame God rather than say, I was wrong. But God cannot forgive us until we first confess our sins. God is not willing that we should harden our hearts, but that we should humble ourselves. A broken and contrite heart he will not turn away. Isaiah cries out for God to return for his servants' sake, that is, the tribes of his inheritance. They were the people whom God chose. And because God knows the end from the beginning, he can never make a mistake. His people may have strayed, but they were still his people. Now, Isaiah said that their enemies had trodden down God's sanctuary. This shows us that Isaiah was prophesying more than 100 years into the future when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon would destroy the temple. Isaiah was lamenting and interceding for an event that hadn't even occurred yet. Isaiah saw that what was coming was so devastating that they would feel like people who had never even known the Lord and who had never received His covenant. They would become like the pagan nations around them who never called on the name of Yahweh. How tragic. Chapter 64. Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence as fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. Isaiah cries out to God for him to rend the heavens like someone might tear a piece of cloth. Come down now and deliver us, he said. There is a great sense of urgency and passion in his petition. He reminds the Lord of when he shook the mountains in the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. Then God appeared as fire and smoke to the people who were in the valley below. Then their adversaries would know that there is no God like Yahweh. Then the nations would tremble at his presence. That is also what we need to see today. We need God to show such a demonstration of his power that the nations will tremble at his presence and know that there is a God in heaven. That is what Ezekiel 38 tells us will happen when Russia will invade Israel and God will destroy five-sixths of the Russian army. Then the world will know that there is a God in Israel. When you did awesome things for which we did not look, you came down. The mountains shook at your presence. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear nor has the eye seen any God besides you, who acts for the one who waits for him. You meet him who rejoices and does righteousness, who remembers you in your ways. You are indeed angry, for we have sinned. In these ways we continue, and we need to be saved. Isaiah's point was that the people of the world had never seen any God do what the Lord did for his people when he delivered them from Egypt, then gave them the law and brought them into the promised land. But God has so much more in store for those who love him. That is the point that the Apostle Paul makes to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 2.9. He even quoted this verse from Isaiah. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. The things that the world has never seen, God reveals to us by his Spirit. And there are so many more glorious things yet to come that God has prepared for those who love him. Isaiah prayed, you act for the one who waits for you. This is the great need, that we would learn to wait on the Lord. But we become so impatient. When God doesn't answer us as promptly as we think he should, we are like Abraham. We take matters into our own hands. But what a mistake that is. If we will wait on the Lord in faith, then he will act for us. He will do for us by his grace what we could never do for ourselves. Do you believe that? Isaiah said, you meet those who rejoice and do rightly. He said, we have sinned and we need to be saved. Isaiah acknowledged that God was angry with them and he was justified in this because they had sinned. And yet they needed to be saved. I am reminded of what John Newton, the composer of Amazing Grace said, Although my memory is fading, I remember two things very clearly. I am a great sinner and Christ is a great Savior. Verse 6, but we are all like an unclean thing and all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. And there is no one who calls on your name, who stirs himself up to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us, and have consumed us because of our iniquities. So Isaiah says, all of our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. There's nothing we can bring to the table that is worthy of God in his holiness. And our iniquities have taken us away. They caused them to turn from God's covenant and to turn from the God who loved them. Isaiah said, no one even calls on your name. That is true for us today. No one seeks after God. It is God who sought after us and revealed himself to us through the person and work of Jesus Christ. And finally, Isaiah said, you have hidden your face from us and consumed us. That's what sin does. It separates us From the God who loves us. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are potter. And all we are the work of your hand. Do not be furious, O Lord, nor remember iniquity forever. Indeed, please look, we all are your people. I love this image that we are the clay and God is the potter. He forms us, we are his masterpiece. And the best thing that we can do is simply to yield to the master's touch, to allow him to use the things in our life to conform us into the image of Jesus. He said, do not remember our iniquity forever. Isaiah was saying, Lord, just you're a forgiving God. Please don't remember the sins we've committed forever because we are your people. Your holy cities are a wilderness. Zion is. Is a wilderness, Jerusalem a desolation. Our holy and beautiful temple, where our fathers praised you, is burned up with fire, and all our pleasant things are laid waste. Will you restrain yourself because of these things, O Lord? Will you hold your peace and afflict us very severely? So again, he's looking to the future when Jerusalem would be destroyed, its desolation. And he's saying, God, you can't restrain yourself when you see these things, when you see your people suffer the way they are. You can't just restrain yourself. You must do something. Will you continue to afflict us severely and look the other way when we suffer? You see, that is the prayer of someone who understands the true character of God, his heart of compassion toward his people. And when we approach God like this on that basis, Not that we are righteous, but that we are sinners, confessing our sins, but realizing that God is merciful and gracious and loving. And he causes his face to shine upon those who call upon his name in truth. May God help us to take up this prayer of Isaiah, because Lord knows we need God's intervention.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where the Lord will judge His rebellious people, but His servants shall dwell in the land and be blessed. God will create new heavens and a new earth. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.